love the smell of napalm in the morning. You see, we're on a mission from God. Great Scott. You're gonna need a bigger boss. Hasta la vista. Hey, go ahead. Make my day. I'm Ricky Bobby. You don't chew big red, you. Welcome to this episode of the Movie Zealots Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. Join alongside my fellow zealots, Joe and Paul. How are you guys doing for this episode? Doing great. It's good. Fantastic. I just returned from my California vacation and immediately got sick. So uh, forgive me. My voice is still hoarse. It literally eight days into this cold and I still have it. <laughs> I cannot shake it. It is awful. <laughs> But at least now I can talk because earlier in the week I was completely mute. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't speak at all. <laughs> so at least now. So I can this is Trisha's vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, interesting story about that. The night, I think it was Monday night, I went to bed because I, I mean, I'm just sick and I don't feel good. So I went to bed. I couldn't, I literally could not speak. I couldn't speak louder than a whisper. And Trish, my wife, went downstairs and she started yelling my name. So at first it was Tom and I heard her. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I got to get up because I can't talk to her. So I get up and I start walking downstairs and she keeps repeat yelling my name and it's more and more angrily. She yells my name because she's expecting oh, a response. Down there, <laughs> down there with you with her? Oh, no, that, not that kind of yelling your name. No. Oh. no. <coughs> yeah, she's, she's getting... Has never been yelling <laughs> <laughs> well, it, followed by stop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So she gets more and more angry every time she says my name, and I'm like, by the time I get down there, I'm like, listen, I can't talk. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Do I, like make noise? So it turns out the back of our toilet, uh, the tank part cracked somehow, and it was leaking water. So oh. that sucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Did you get a new toilet? Uh, well, actually, I bought a new back on Amazon. You can buy just the tanks. Oh, really? Yeah, so I bought the tank alone. Oh, and... I was hoping this was turning into a Flex Seal commercial. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just bought a new tank. I replaced it a couple days ago, and bam, I'm back in business. <laughs> so... uh, a new tank that you didn't have to tear out that wax ring. That is the no. worst thing in life. Think, well, the plan all along was if I couldn't just buy the tank, I'd buy the whole toilet, and I'd just replace the tank anyway. And I just, I'm not going to change the bottom out for nothing. And yeah, like you said, you have to... Get that wax ring. Forget that nonsense. I ain't, that's too much. Carol, Carol wants us to redo the linoleum in the bathroom, and the only thing stopping me is taking out that toilet. <laughs> we'll just uh, cut around it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the guy who lived here before me. <laughs> but anyway, well, speaking of off-topic stuff, let's get right into from the cutting room floor. All right, this episode. So like I said, I did go to California, and we flew out. So I did get to check out a couple movies while on our way to California. I started off with the new Hellboy. So I started watching that, and literally five minutes in, I turn it off. <laughs> I was like, this is the worst that thing. bad, really? Oh, my God. It was wow. awful. It I, was... I heard it was bad, but I... Oh, yeah. It was so dumb. I was like, I can't watch this. This is a guy who... who who watched the entire movie of Gaudi and gave it a mediocre review. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know what? I am sick and tired. <laughs> that is a common misconception that is held by many people. And I, I never said <laughs> that it was even a decent movie. So I don't know. Somebody needs to go back and re-listen to a is, podcast somewhere. 
<laughs> well, I mean, there are bad movies that are good because they're so bad, and maybe the Hellboy's just not even that. Is that what it is? Hellboy was just—it was just dumb. I was like, ugh. So right. I, I so I turned that off. I watched Captain Marvel uh, instead, and that was good. Then I watched Us uh, in honor of uh, Joe, you and I going to Halloween Horror Nights nice. uh, this fall. That's one of the houses that they're going to be featured. So is decided, Us a house? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be interesting how they do that. Then on the way home, I watched Avengers Endgame. That was available. That's nice. And I didn't realize um, at the time, but then my son, because when you when you do the Delta movies, like it, it defaults to new releases, but you can go back and just do like different genres of movies. So uh, after my Ian said, "Hey, you know, you can you don't have to do new releases," I checked out their '80s and '90s, and I saw Predator. So bam, I watched the first half of Predator, nice. but then we landed. I was like, oh no! <laughs> did the end game? Did end game have the new? Um, no, no, it was just a, no, uh, no, no. So, but it was it was good. So yeah, so I saw those. Also, I watched on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you guys have seen this movie or not. I would definitely check it out on Amazon Prime because it's costs you nothing to watch. Uh, the Spy Who Dumped Me. Do you remember that movie? I started watching it, and then someone wanted to do something, and I turned it off and never went back. Is, well, and it, it looked like, okay? It, it yep. looked like a remake of Outrageous Fortune, which I don't know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it started off pretty bad, and so I was like, I just don't have time. Well, it's a, it's over-the-top silly, and it, but it was actually really funny. My wife and I watched it the one night because she wanted to watch something, and I, I saw it was on. I'm like, oh, let's, I'll just put this on. And it was, it was goofy and funny. Right. Wow. I, I thought it was good. Yeah. yeah, I ended up just, I watched like the first five minutes and I think someone wanted to go somewhere and I turned it off and I think I ended up just deleting it. <laughs> no, it was actually pretty funny. So uh, if you get, if you have nothing better to do on wow. Amazon Prime, because wow. I have like an eight terabyte drive and deleted it. Was it as good as <laughs> I can't wow. think about what I thought of the first five minutes. Was it as good as Gotti? I knew, uh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, not everything can be a Gotti, Paul. <laughs> Oh no, Paul! You're breaking up. We'll have to. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I guess I'll keep going. Uh, during our California vacation, we did a couple backstage things. So Universal, we did their backstage tour, which was really cool, and uh, we did the Warner Brothers backstage tour, which was excellent because. Uh, oh, I never even said what movies we're reviewing for this episode. That is Hobbs and Shaw, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Good Boys, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And speaking of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you guys both saw this movie. The scenes they shot the old west, the old western in that yeah. town. Mm -hmm. We I drove through. I drove through that town where they actually shot that. That's neat. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Did you get to make your own home movie with Nick Cage? <laughs> no. He was standing by though. No one. No, he took him up on it. <laughs> he wanted five bucks. I'm like, come on, Nick. He <laughs> was already signed up for 14 movies that day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it was it was really cool. I saw. Uh, remember, uh, do you guys watch True Blood? Yes, I, we, we watched it. I watched it before. Oh yeah, yeah, back in the day. The uh, you know that uh, diner thing, diner place. What's his face is diner. Uh, that was that building was standing still. And they said they called that out to be in that. So that was that was yeah. really cool. Yeah. So yeah, that was cool. So yeah, there's a lot of cool uh, stuff I saw in Hollywood that uh, was movie related. So good times, good times. Uh, also, okay, so. Joe, I know you have a story too, but before we get into our theater etiquette and uh, theater behavior stuff, let's talk real quick about the Regal, uh, what's it called? Regal Unlimited Movie Subscription Pass. 
So Regal has released, just like the AMC, they have a monthly subscription. And theirs is a little different than the AMC. And I wanted to talk about some details in case people were interested. I happen to have two, two Regal Cinemas closer to me than the AMC I currently go to for my membership. So I am that one Regal's really nice. Yes, yes. So I'm thinking about switching up once my uh, year is up with AMC. I'm not bound for AMC for a year, but I'm locked in on that at that price. I'm not sure it's like 19.99, and uh, I think the program I need for this will be a little bit more, but not that much more. So the Regal Unlimited. Now, when you when you first join, you're you have to join for a year. So you have to either pay an annual fee, which is the total, or it'll split it up into 12 monthly payments. And it's unlimited movies, uh, not as many times as you want, but they're all the 2D standard format. And there's upcharging if you want to see a IMAX or a 3D or you know anything else above the premium screenings. Now, do they have like the the like the Dolby Digital screenings at your theater, and is that an upcharge? Uh, I believe everything is an upcharge. I, you get to see a standard 2D movie, and that's it. For free. Everything else you have to pay uh, out for. You also get, and like I said, that's unlimited movies, though. So you can see the same movie over and over and over again. Of course, you can't book the same movie uh, in the same time slots, or you can't book two different movies that overlap each other. So they don't want you doing that. You also get 10% off on food and non-alcoholic drinks. No blackout dates. Free large popcorn and drink on your birthday. And you earn the Crown Club credits for every dollar spent in the subscription. So your monthly fee, you would be able to uh, get credits for that. So the pricing goes like this. So they have the Regal, they have the Regal Unlimited, which is $18 per month plus tax. And that one is on 200 select Regal theaters nationwide. So for me locally, the two theaters that I would uh, tend to go to do not fall into this package. See, that's why I thought that was weird because they made it geographical, right? Well, it's not. Ge- I don't know. It's 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 just they. I don't know how they select these theaters. The, their, their crappiest theaters are in the cheap tier. <laughs> yeah, and for uh-huh. you to go to the next tier up, if you have a cheap subscription, you want to go to the next tier up. It's a dollar fifty surcharge they charge you. So the next tier up is twenty one dollars a month plus tax, which is the one I would have to get in order to go to the theaters that I would want to actually go to. And this one is, uh, it doubles. Basically, it's 400 Regal theaters across the U.S. that you can access. So that's the one I would have to get, which means I'd be paying, like, what, 23 bucks or something a month with the taxes, which is a little bit more than what I pay now for AMC. And then the next level is the AMC Regal All Access, and that's 23.50 a month plus tax, and that is uh, all Regals, all 550-plus Regal theaters uh, across the U.S. you can go into uh, with no service fees. I guess if you would frequent <laughs> that one, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think most people would only need the middle tier, but I, I don't know. Uh, the, so I don't know. The one thing I like about the AMC, though, is that I can go online and book my seats ahead of time. So I don't have to worry about getting there early to get my seats. I think the Regals that I go to now, I think they do now have assigned seating because the last time I went, I had to pick my seats. But in order to use the app at the, for the Regal, they actually do charge you a service fee. Now, it might be, I think it's under a dollar, but you still get charged if you want to use the app. Now, I can go movie. to go to the movie. Yeah. <coughs> wow. Well, I could go to the theater 
and go to their box office or their automated uh, system that they have inside the theater and get it and not get charged any fee. But then I have to wait to get my seats, you know, the day of while I'm at the theater, which is a little bit less convenient than I would like. Like AMC, I really enjoy like days and you know, I could do it next week. I could pick a movie and then it's already having like their seat. They just made it easy. I think I just have Super a hard easy. time thinking Regal's making it easy on themselves. I mean, because some, you know, all the developers at Regal are just all annoyed as all shit because they now have to enforce all these crazy Byzantine rules in the app. Yeah. But for just for no reason. Yeah. So for you, Joe, personally, I, I mean, even if there is a Regal that's comparable to the AMC that you go to, that AMC you go to is awesome. Oh, I love it. And yeah, our I, Regal is not nearly as nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I wouldn't change for anything for you. Paul, you had mentioned that there is a Regal about 45 minutes away from where you live. Right, but it, it's not a reserve seating, which is That's unfortunate. really nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. I probably wouldn't do it. Since it's literally 10 minutes down the street to go to, to, the, other to, the, to, go to the one that we go to now. So. Yeah. So there you go. So I, I'm thinking about it. I, I probably... W- I probably will pull the trigger. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. The, 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 pro, the, what, the reason I want to is because if I go to Regal, then I have so many more options for movies because the AMC I have is a 10 auditorium theater. That's it. So a lot of movies, they either don't like the, the ones that aren't wide release. They never, even sh- I can't even, I don't have the option to even see them like that. Uh, was it the dead one? <laughs> that zombie one yeah, that, that don't die. Yeah. I had to go to Regal to see that because my AMC never had it. Wow. And, and yeah, and yours is that dine-in and those yes. those are kind of neat if you're taking a family out to the movies once a quarter or something, but Yeah, I, I never use right? Yeah, to I ne- regularly go, I don't like them. I don't well, I don't I never dine. I just, you know, I, I just use it as a regular theater. So, I'll probably make the switch. We'll see. I'll play it by ear. But yeah, that's the Regal Unlimited Movie Subscription Pass. If you have a Regal next to you or near you, you may want to check that out. All right, Joe, uh let me give me my voice a break. You have some theater <laughs> etiquette talk or behavior talk that you want to get into. So please, by all means. Oh, yes. So this was fantastic. So we went to see Good Boys. So this was the last show Chris wanted to go watch before he, he left. Uh, by the way, by this morning, my son hopped on the end of the bus and is on his way to the Marine Corps. Oh, wow. boy. So that's why today was only good and not great. <laughs> It's hard to feel really up right now. Um, <laughs> my guy just went away. But yeah. anyway, um, so for our weekend, he's like, I want to see Good Boys before I go. Yeah. So it's like, great. So me and his mother, we take him to the Good Boys. We get, we book the seats in the theater and we get the three seats. So we went in and we bought food, popcorn, drinks, the whole spiel. Oh, yeah. Because this is final hurrah. So, right. Yes. We're okay. Whatever you want, we'll just buy. So I got the popcorn and drink. So we're sitting down. We got there fairly early. So we sat there. We ate the popcorn. We got the drink. We finished the drink. I decided, well, you know what? I'm going to go refill the drink. All right. And usually, we, you know, he's our gopher. <laughs> but I'm like, nope, nope. You're on your way out. I'm going to go make this run for <laughs> I got to get used to this. <laughs> yes, exactly. This, this getting out of my seat stuff. <laughs> you know, and, and just on another side from my side, I, next week, I am going to have to mow my grass for the oh. first time in like oh, wow. 13 years. Oh, my Lord. Oh, no. I, I have not even looked at the last two lawnmowers I've oh. owned. <laughs> are you, are you going to cry the entire time you're doing it because you're thinking of, oh, I'm sorry. Absolutely. I'm going to buy a goat. <laughs> <laughs> 
But anyway, I decided oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do one for him. I'll go get him a refill of the drink. So his, his mother was sitting on the far left and he was in the middle and I was on his right. Um, and he held the popcorn and we just ate out of the middle. Anyway, and we had we had the drink on my left and I had some candy in the armrest on my right. Okay. <laughs> I had a box of candy in there. So I leave, I go out and I get a drink and I come back to take my seat. And there's some lady had finally showed up right before the movie and sat down in the seat next to mine. And my candy wasn't there. Her drink was there. Okay. All right. And my candy and her umbrella was laying in my seat. Her umbrella? Yes. She got up, moved the candy out of the armor, set it in the seat, and then laid her shit on top of it. Was the umbrella wet? Like, was it used? Was it raining? Yeah, she, yeah it was raining that day. And I thought, I'm like, and I walked up and I looked at the seat and I said, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Man, I got to edit this too. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> But I was mad, right? I mean, yeah. she, like, she's well, I didn't know anyone was sitting here. I said, but you decided to touch my food, you disgusting hag. I said, what wow. is wrong with you? Why <laughs> would you touch someone's food? Yeah. I said, how is this even possible that in your span of acceptable behavior, touching somebody else's damn food is in that list of shit you're allowed to do? Wow. I said, obviously, somebody's freaking sitting here. There's food in the freaking seat. <laughs> <laughs> and then you put your damn umbrella here. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's just absolutely amazing how freaking ignorant people can be. No, she was she with somebody else? Yeah, she was with some other freaking cow. I, I'm just <laughs> mad. She's just old <laughs> and nasty. I'm just mad at her. <laughs> she wasn't I I'm just trying to I'm, and I just called her cow as, as, you know, as in brain capacity size. She wasn't even <laughs> overweight. She was just an awful human being. Well, if she's overweight, she probably ate your food. So it's yeah, a good she thing. Was, you know, she was obviously <laughs> subhuman in for as far as uh, etiquette oh. is concerned. Was it that packed of a theater? No. It well, was there were assigned she had, seats. She reserved the seat next yeah. to mine. And she huh. decided that she wanted the cup holder and decided to just drop her umbrella in someone else's seat. Wow. Huh. I was like, when would it occur to you to touch someone else's food? I mean, how does this ever happen? Now, wait a second. It's a box of candy unopened? No, it was open. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, probably. I'm like, I'm not going to eat. I was was tempted to just touch her straw and say, (laughs) did you like that now? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't because. I'm going to teabag your soda. (laughs) (laughs) I have some sense of decorum, so I didn't touch her food in revenge, but I'm certainly not going to eat from it, right? I mean... I don't know. I think I'd still eat it. <sighs> no. I'm I just out. Oh, it was so gross and weird. What was the candy? Was that... You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> was it bought from the theater, or did you sneak it in? It was snuck. I bought oh, okay. popcorn and soda. Oh, uh-huh. wow, well, you know what? Wow. She's doing the Lord's work then. Yeah, who's in the wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't. I did not attempt to hide it in any way. I came in carrying that candy in your hand. No, it was in a pocket because wow. who's carrying oh, shit? Okay. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, okay. It was still concealed. <laughs> eh. It was jiggling in my pocket. <laughs> Wow. Okay. It's not like I didn't go to the concession and buy food. I mean, he makes like eighty percent on concessions. 
All right. You know, I was on your side until you, I found out you snuck that candy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not smuggling. Now, now the whole thing's just flipped yeah. on the <laughs> Considering how much alcohol I snuck on the last how cruise, dumb. I mean, this is, a, this is a minor, minor sin to the level uh. of piracy that I pulled off on Carnival. You snuck alcohol onto a cruise? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Uh, he butt funneled it. <laughs> yes, I did. Drained it back out. Later. Oh man. Oh man. All right. Oh, I too have a story. Not nearly as uh, controversial as yours. Well, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> what did you put in your butt? <laughs> <laughs> then that lady touched it. And I was like, I'm not eating it now. <laughs> <laughs> So we went to see, um, what did we go see? Oh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. So we're in the theater for that movie. And before it be, right before it begins, a lady and her husband or her man and a baby, um, a toddler. I'm not sure how, how old the baby was. It was pretty young. Came into the theater and sat, had seats in the far left-hand corner, like front row, far left. Like, so they... To their defense, they tried to like be out of the way. So the movie starts, and I can hear a low, like, uh, video or noise coming from somewhere that isn't the movie. So I'm oh, like, that's wonderful. What in the world is going on? That I what what is this noise that I hear? Are they playing a movie for the baby? <laughs> so, so uh, the, these people ahead of me who were with the handicapped person, so they're in the row ahead of me. They were. Uh, the handicapped person and two people that was with him, they got up and left and they came back with the usher and I saw the usher go up to the front. And then I noticed like there was like some illumination off the usher who was like looking at them. Yes. For the baby, they had a phone playing some type of something. So the baby was entertained while they were watching the movie. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. So wow. of course the usher, you know, said, Hey, you, know, you got to turn this an off. Amazing level of rude, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, I like I said, they were in the very front, and I was in the front row after the handicap. So I was probably four or five levels higher than them, and I could I could hear I heard something like I I heard something that wasn't right with the audio of the movie, <laughs> and uh, like, the people ahead of me with the handicap they were there have nothing of it <laughs> they they ran off and told the usher, which they should have thrown popcorn at the baby. <laughs> it was crazy. Like people are nuts. Why would you think are you allowed to throw popcorn at people? I don't think you are. No, are doing stuff. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, is that can that be a thing that if someone's using their phone, you're allowed to throw random food items towards them? If purchased at the theater, you should yeah, do whatever you, you want. With I mean, it. Yeah, theater <laughs> purchase stuff, of course, right? Yeah. Well, that shows your true commitment. To yeah, it, the popcorn's so expensive. Yes, but if you're willing to throw it. And you have to go buy more if you want to eat it. So there ah, you, you go. get the free refill if you buy the large. Oh wow! Well, there you go. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, they had, they were watching, the baby was watching something on their phone. <laughs> that's good stuff. That's wonderful. Oh, indeed. All right. Uh, so I think that's babies. <laughs> stupid babies indeed. All right. Let's get right into our reviews. We're going to start with scary stories to tell in the dark. I am the only one that saw this movie. Is that correct? Probably in the entire nation. <laughs> probably. <laughs> wow. You didn't read this book, uh, Paul? No, no, no. Wow. Okay. Well, let me tell you all about it. This is scary stories to tell in the dark. Released August 9th, 2019, rated PG-13, runtime 1 hour 51 minutes, starring Zoe Margaret Galetti, Michael Garza, and Gabriel Rush. Of course, 
uh, Joe, you'll be interested in this. Dean Mor- Dean Norris, he's Hank from Breaking Bad. He's also in this movie. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice to see him. Description. This is the <laughs> this is the best description ever. A group of teens face their fears in order to save their lives. That's it. <laughs> not very descriptive. <laughs> We're not even trying. <laughs> I'll wait till you hear the tagline of our feature presentation, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> it's very similar to this. Uh, IMDb gives a 6.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it 81%, while the audience gives it 72%. Box office is $25 million worldwide gross. Now, I don't know. I'm not sure when IMDb decided to stop adding dates to their uh, their their like worldwide gross and U.S. gross. But I noticed for this episode, while I was preparing it, all the grosses I got, none of them have a date associated with them. So I don't know when this is, as of when $30 million is the worldwide gross for this movie. Notes, the film is based on Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark book series published in the 1980s, written by Elvin Schwartz and illustrated by Stephen Gamel. Gimmel? Gimmel? I don't know. Gimmel. Body count of this movie is five. Five people die in this movie. And that's all the notes I have for this movie. Now, uh, my thoughts. This is a very fun Halloween time type movie. Uh, have you guys seen Monster House? Yeah, I've, I've seen Monster The House. animated Monster House. I love that movie around Halloween time. Like, I'll never watch it in the summer or in the fall or in the spring or any other time. But when it comes time for Halloween season, September or October... I will turn that movie on and I'll absolutely just, it just gets you in the mood. You know what I mean? It's like one of those movies that you just enjoy for the season that it's in. This is another one of those movies. It's not a great movie. It's not a good, it's not really a good horror movie. <laughs> uh, the story is lackluster at best. I mean, it's, I mean, it's based on a bunch of individual stories, so it's silly, but to something to get you in the mood for Halloween, this is a fun, uh, good movie. I mean, it was, it was entertaining the whole time through and I really enjoyed it. And I think, Joe, you would enjoy it. And Paul, I think you would as well. I really do. Interesting. Yeah. Is there anything else to say about this movie? It's set up so it could have a sequel. And to be honest with you, I hope it does. Because it, it was good enough to watch uh, to watch again. It's a fun, no brain. Like, it's a PG-13 movie, so you could take your kids to it. You know, it's like uh, the clock with, what is it? The clock with the walls? What's that movie? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the house with the... Yeah, clock on the walls or something. Yeah, uh, this is it's very similar. I get the same feeling when I watch that as this. It's, it's you know it's not a great movie, but it's a fun. It's a good Halloween fall movie to watch, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I say, second run, go out check this movie out, especially as it's getting closer and closer to the Halloween season. Now let's move right into to give my throat a rest. Joe, tell us all about Good Boys. You're the only good one that saw boys. this one. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm the only one that saw it, uh, maybe ever. Um, so yeah, I, I was totally right. I was didn't want, I wasn't gonna watch it. Um, you know, it's one of those Seth Rogen things. I'm like, oh god, here we go. But so you went to see guess, this. You went to see this because Chris. Yes. Because I uh, I want to I want to see that um the all girl uh Goodfellas. What's that called? Kitchen. The kitchen. Oh, the kitchen. I, I want to see that. So I figured if you'd check out Kitchen or this, you'd go to the kitchen. But because Chris wanted this is his going away thing. Yeah, it was. He said, "Hey, I'm. I want to see this before I go. And right. what are you going to do? Say, ah, oh, sorry. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should have now. <laughs> yeah, right. well, well, no, it turns out. Um, oh, it, it was far better than I thought. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I was going in, and I, to be to be perfectly fair to the review, I I was going into this movie just. 
fully ready to hate this with every fiber of my being. Okay. Um, I was just like, this is another crappy ass sausage party. This is going to suck. That's exactly what I thought. This is another and, sausage party type thing. Going yes. On. And it was a shit ton better than I ever expected it. Really? I mean, the, the, the crude sausage party humor was there, but it wasn't ab- overly forced. Okay. They, they, you know, it was just the, the good boys were actually good boys. <laughs> they had no clue of the garbage they were doing. They, they, they thought there was the CPR doll. The kid's parents had it was one of those real life sex dolls. Yeah. <laughs> and so basically the kid got invited to a, a kissing party mm. and he, he didn't know how to kiss. So they wanted to learn how to kiss. And that's the premise <laughs> and, of the whole the, movie. Yeah. And the whole movie, they wanted to learn how to kiss. And so they see the neighbor girls and they send that the kid takes his dad's drone, flies it over the neighbor girl to see if she's going to kiss her boyfriend. <laughs> The drone gets smashed. They need to get a new drone. The girls want their, they stole the girls' drugs. Hijinks begin. Okay. Yeah. So far, I know all this from the previews. The yes. trailers, and, I've, I've gotten all this so far. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, you know, it, it, there's nothing, gra- it's not a good movie. It's not a groundbreaking movie. <laughs> okay. All right. But, but it, it's, and it, but it's not this forced, awful sausage party humor. I see. The, the you know the jokes kind of came there. I mean the kids. I mean you know, they sat there. The kid had these anal beads and thought they were weapons, <laughs> right? <laughs> they, you know they're sitting around with the different anal beads and all these sex toys from the kids' parents. <laughs> and, and and the jokes. I mean they were crude. I mean it wasn't funny, funny, but it was funny. Yeah, right? yeah. It it wasn't humor you're gonna want, but it was like wow, this is this is actually kind of <laughs> fun. All right. So I would say, yeah, it's probably worth a stream. Oh wow! I, I would say catch this on Netflix. You're gonna you're gonna smile a couple times. You'll chuckle here and there, and you know, move on with the day. Oh, nice. Oh, wow, well, that's much more than I thought you were gonna give it. Oh yeah, I was I was ready to hate this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I speaking of sausage party, I tried to watch that movie like on two different occasions, and either because I fell asleep or I just was like, eh, I turn it I turn it off twice, and I just never went back like, i have no it's interest. horrible yeah, I, yeah yeah but this the humor was a little funnier they decided to kiss the cpr doll right oh jeez he's like sticky oh that's a hair i'm like oh it's so gross that is awful <laughs> but that was as gross as it got i mean it never got really over the top of yeah. just disgusting it was and the one kid was perfectly innocent and they had, they had the girl's ecstasy and he just confesses to this cop in a convenience store that he had it. So they're trying to escape. And the guy, the guy locked the door shut with this big double dildo to hold the doors closed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dumb stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sounds uh, very interesting. All right. Did yeah, you give worth a watch? Did you give uh, the stats and stuff for it? I, I did not. I just, I went on IMDB and I did not see the stat. Oh, there it is. Oh my God. Is it doing well? And, I don't know. It says budget $20 million. Holy crud. You ever price out those real sex dolls? Those aren't cheap. (laughs) (laughs) I went through two of them in the movie. Oh, and there there was a car accident in the show where the the sex doll went flying through a windshield and hit on the road. (laughs) Oh, man. They thought they killed somebody and say, oh, it's just a CPR doll. (laughs) All right. So $20 million budget. What's it say it made so far? It does not say. Uh, okay. Well, what about uh, reviews? What's yeah, like IMDb um, give it? Tomatoes. 
Yeah, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes, eighty percent of the tomato meter, eighty nine audience. Wow, wow, that, that's huge. Yeah, it, it's way better. I mean, it's. I think that they, 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 you know, it's obviously graded on a curve. Well, yeah, everyone probably walked in thinking the same thing you did. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is going to be just absolute a hot mess of garbage, and it's like, huh, that was that was actually kind of cute and endearing. <laughs> in a pervy, pervy kind of way. <laughs> yes, and you like the kids. And well, at the end, they did. The one kid decided he was gonna not. He didn't want to be cool. And you know, this is the coming of age. Yeah, of these three kids, and they're going their own way. And the one kid wanted to join the choir. Oh wow! Oh, okay. And he didn't want to at the beginning because it wasn't cool. And he finally decided he's gonna follow his own thing. Ah, uh, he's. Himself. And the end of it was their school play slash musical. And he was doing like this '80s rock star thing, <laughs> and they had like, oh, it was so bad. Just. <laughs> It's just like at this, uh, this sugar, he's snorting off a coffee table. On this stage. <laughs> like all these parents are like just shocked at their mouths open, kid, like snorting Coke off a table. And oh, then it's like, Lord. they had this implied sex in a porta potty as part of the musical. They come out of the porta potty and the kid's zipping up. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was humorous. So that is the good boys. Let me see. Box office mojo. They'll tell us what, when it made. Okay, here, here's here's a great review. One of the one of their poor reviews was not super bad, but not that good either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's clever. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, so, Good Boys made twenty one million opening weekend. So oh, well, good for them. Yep. So it's uh, right outside its budget. It will. Uh... But it needs to make twice, right? Because well, General yeah, but that's opening is... weekend, so mm-hmm. yeah, it it will eventually. Yeah, theaters get about half. So. All right, well, there you go. Okay, let's get right into the Fast and Furious Presents. Hobbs and Shaw, released August 2nd, 2019. Rating PG-13, runtime 2 hours, 17 minutes. Starring Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, and Idris Elba. Description, lawman Luke Hobbs and outcast Deckard Shaw form an unlikely alliance when the cybergenetically enhanced villain threatens the future of humanity. IMDb gives it a 6.9 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 67%, while the audience gives it an 89%. Box office budget, $200 million worldwide gross. Again, I don't have a date. $331 million. Uh, notes of interest. During this, Okay, so I noticed this. And I don't know if you picked this up, Joe. I, I hope you did. But I did notice this, and I actually wrote this down in my notes before I saw it. it was actually a note in IMDb. During the scene when Shaw shows off his collection of cars to Hobbs, he pauses on a Mini Cooper saying it was used during a mission in Italy. A clear joke about his movie, Italian Job. Huh. Did you catch that? Did, any, huh. did you, did you I, catch I didn't that? really pay attention to it. I, I actually have a note for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that I, it was the first time I ever caught an Easter egg live watching a movie. <laughs> okay. Well, and, and, and that here. holds because I did not catch this. <laughs> I, I did get that, and I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. Many fa- Okay, this is so stupid. And I, they, I think they used the word many very loosely in this. Many fans of Game of Thrones 2011 were dismayed that Locke, Ryan Reynolds, spoils the ending of the series in the middle, edit, middle credit scene, since many of them had not seen the final season yet. What? Who, who has well, really? Who? What? If you haven't seen that, you don't deserve it. What to. fan... Has not seen it yet. How many months has that been out? Yeah, and and you know, spoiler alert, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I read this one. I'm like, I added this note only because it's such BS. There, there's no fans of Game of Thrones who hasn't who haven't seen it. I mean, Game of Thrones. Okay, I gave you give two days 
for well. something like Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you give Tom six weeks. But anyway, either way. So, I mean, Game, the Game of Thrones finale aired on a Sunday night. And if you hadn't seen it by Tuesday, it's free, you know, it's free play. Yeah, I don't know about that, but it has certainly been long enough. Yeah, did you guys stay for all the end credits? Because there, there was one at the very end, too. I don't think we did. We were just like, man, we got to go. I stayed. I'm hardcore. Like, I'm staying for the whole thing. Was there any yeah. sign of justice for Han? Uh, what? <laughs> Sorry, right, you guys don't know Fast and Furious. Keep going. We'll talk about it yeah. later. No, see, I thought Fast and Furious was about guys racing cars and had well, no, no idea that it was just like this two international spy rings colliding. So the one, <laughs> the one character that was in like four or five of those movies <clears throat> was named Han, and Shaw brutally murdered him two movies ago. So it's kind of weird to have him as like a hero. It's like you, you just forget. You're just supposed to forget. So Shaw brutally murdered one of the. Was main that heroes. Jason Statham? Or That's Statham, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. You're supposed to just forget that he. So it's so fans or whatever, or the phrase is justice for Han whenever you see Shaw uh, being, um, because in the last Fast and Furious movie he was a hero too, and you're like, what, did you guys forget what he did or what? What you know? It's all cool now. What, what the hell? <laughs> it's a short attention span theater. <laughs> so everybody's like, you know, the next Fast and Furious, Idris Elba is going to be a hero because, you know, they just ignore it and go on, right? Well, he's dead. Oh, yeah, but I wouldn't count on that either. But oh, okay. I don't know anything about the series. Okay. I mean, the series is sort of, well, I mean, it's over the top, but that's kind okay, of well, We just know that Paul Walker is not coming back. Well, <laughs> he might, you, know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll do a digital Paul yeah. Walker that looks half like him. It's funny you say over the top, Paul, because I'm done with my notes and I'll give you my thoughts. My very first note on my thoughts is over the top. This is ridiculously over the top. Is this how the whole series is, Paul? The first one, I would say no. The first one was basically Point Break remade with cars. Oh, right? yeah. So the first couple, they try to be like realistic. But I mean, once well, they got the ensemble. The first couple, they didn't have the budget to go over the top, right? Yeah. But I mean, once they got the ensemble, they got the rock. and they got yes, all the... about four or five, they start going and they do superhuman things. Everyone... And they all have no. stupid sta statements, and they say stupid crap, and they all... And, and either they kill huge amounts of people, or every city they live in is empty, right? I mean, they do these crazy things that would result in the deaths of hundreds, but yeah, nobody's what? ever inside that bus when it gets ripped open, or nobody's <laughs> ever inside of the building when it gets smashed through. When I was watching this movie, I thought, it, oh my it, lord. It's a, it's a cartoon. Yeah. Well, it's what it is. It's a live-action cartoon. Do you guys remember Tango and Cash? I do. That movie was like I I remember watching that and at the time I loved it and then when I went back to watch it like like three years ago or something I thought oh Oof, no this thing is like over the top like they they're so much in love with like they're they're in love with being action stars so they they go over the top with their stupid little sayings and it's just so unrealistic like they they react in such ways that you would you went if you're really in that situation about to die you wouldn't be making these stupid wise ass comments and so doing compared all this to this stuff. that's a gritty crime drama <laughs> yeah yeah this this is up to 11 on that i mean this is ridiculous the way well, they in, just in fast and furious 7 they they literally drove a a car from like the 30th floor of a building, they would jump it from one building to the next, <laughs> turn around, jump it, and then go back. <laughs> Come on. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to work. You can't do that. No, wait a second. But uh, I don't know. After I saw Tom Cruise fly a helicopter into a tunnel and overtake a train. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now that's realistic. <laughs> Mission Impossible. But it's in the title, Mission Impossible. You expect... Oh! 
Oh, I missed that. Hello, hello. Uh, you expect that type of thing. <laughs> I mean, when they first announced the movie, I was excited that Calvin and Hobbes was finally going to get a... Um... <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> <laughs> finally got their movie. Yeah, this was like... I didn't... I no, Again, I, I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. So th- when I saw the trailers, I knew it was going to be like a buddy cop. Like, hey, hey. But yeah, this was too far. This this was over my line of comf- being comfortable. And then they went to for like they try to be heart like they have like like the like his mom is saying, oh, we're family and, and the, yeah, the that, heart. That, that's a, that heart is a over, big thing in Fast and Furious is family. Uh, heart family. over technology will overcome every time. Oh, and then like, oh, wait, wait a second. We can only beat him if we join together and become a team like oh my god get me oh we have this high tech device let's go to my samoan chop shop and have them reverse engineer this stuff you know you know they wanted um uh yeah yeah to be in it and uh it conflicted with his schedule but i think dwayne johnson said he will definitely be in the the sequel if there is one him him and the rock flexing next to each other i'll go watch it yeah but he has so much hair oh yeah well he'll shave it oh but but it's glorious it yeah, just, but I mean, I, I thought that you had to be bald. <laughs> it was just so... That movie... This movie... Uh, I, I'd watch him with a bald wig. I'd be fine with that. Wow. Well, oh, okay. Uh, this movie is just... It's awful. It, I couldn't... See, my favorite part about the... Because you mentioned the $200 million, and the thing that taught me off is my favorite part about the entire movie, right? So they spent $200 million and could not afford to pay their crew time and a half to work at night. <laughs> 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 that final action scene was the most retarded thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. So it's nighttime. They light the fire around it. And then instantly it's broad daylight with the stupid crappy lens filter over the camera. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I can see the clouds. It's not nighttime. <laughs> Uh, there are clear shadows all over the ground. It is not nighttime, and they didn't even use the same depth of shade lens on the different cameras. Well, now come on. Wow, come the exposure on. kept changing through the entire scene, and as soon as it ended, right back to night. Come on, the first time they actually they must actually have filmed a scene. You're saying that wasn't CGI? I, I'm surprised. Wait a second, Joe. Are that's you, that's you what you're upset about. It's not that the Rock has a he's holding a helicopter off. Bare hands on with a chain. That's not what's. That's now, the not Rock what... could actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dwayne Johnson is is my hero. So, I mean, Captain America can. So, oh my yeah. Lord. I mean, if I mean, no. I mean, everything about the scene you expect to be completely stupid. But I mean, if you're gonna CGI all that garbage into it, can't you just black out the damn night sky? I mean, can can you can you erase the clouds with your with your paintbrush and your mouse? Then it would have been two hundred and one million, and that was way over budget. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, you you had a, you had a fleet of three thousand graphic designers working on this movie. You <laughs> couldn't have had one of them erase the freaking clouds and add a few freaking stars to the sky. Uh, you're asking a lot. You're asking a lot. Yeah, this movie is awful. Now, for me, I'd say as far as the review goes, I, I don't even know. I, I got maybe TV. I hate to say don't watch, especially if you are a fan of the Fast and Furious series. I mean. If you if you watch if you're the a rest fan of the Fast and Furious series, none of what you've just said is going to bother them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they expect that much, right? Yeah. So, for me, uh, I mean, I wouldn't even watch it on TV though. That's the problem. Like, I, wow. If this were on TV, knowing what it is, I, I wouldn't watch. It. You know what? No, it can't, I can't do TV. I'm sorry. I'm going. Do not watch. Believe it or not. 
I'm changing. I had TV on here, but now don't watch. Yeah, don't watch. If you're not a fan of this series, don't watch this. There's nothing. There's no. There's no redeemable parts to this movie. It's just over the top stupid. Yeah, even the dumb humor is not funny. No, and it gets old so quick. And uh, they're so into themselves. It's just like it's a uh, lot of dick jokes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I guess. If you like that yeah. type of thing, I guess. I know, you know. Well, I yeah. I just I'm I not know. a fan. I am not a fan. So, Joe, let's go you next because I'm because Paul's seen all the Fast and Furious. So I'm I'm curious to hear what he has to say about this. So, Joe, what do you say? So let's get me out of the way yeah. so we can get the actual opinion. <laughs> Right. Of a fan, now, I mean, quote unquote. <laughs> I was like, if you like that kind of thing, I mean, catch it on a Saturday on TV. But I mean, it's I, you're right. I mean, it, it it's literal garbage. Oh, it's awful. I mean, this I mean, is rampage ter- level. I, I love awful. everything about The Rock. I mean, one yep. of my notes is The Rock is awesome, though. Right? Yeah. I, I love the guy, and I can't explain why, because he will say yes to any script handed to him. <laughs> Yeah, it's just he, he doesn't even read them. He just says, "Fine, I'm making the movie. Just write me a check, and I will move on to the next horror show of a film." <laughs> I really wish, and my my ultimate goal for The Rock is to just remake everything Schwarzenegger's ever done to redeem his career. Wow, hey, I'll be. I would love that. to see a rock-based Commando. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. What about Terminator, though? Oh. I don't know. Oh well, I feel like Terminator's been. I, I might be. I I might just be done with Terminator as an idea. I'm yeah, just you're right. Of seeing yeah. new Terminator movies. I know, and it's it's. I think they need I, to I remake it. Yeah. Two. Oh, I love the, the the second one too, Paul. Oh, the first the second two. Yeah. Second one. Yeah. Second one's a little. But I saw the preview because we're watching one of the movies, and the preview for the new Terminator came on, and all I could do was groan, like, "Oh God!" Oh yeah, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I thought we're talking about Predator. My bad. (laughs) Not Terminator. (laughs) Oh, I I would love to have them forget that Predator remake and have The Rock do the an actual Predator movie. Oh, that'd be glorious. Yes. Oh, that'd be wonderful. And you know, and then you and then you get uh, what was it? Uh, Drax to be Jesse the Body. Oh yeah. Yes. All right. You oh. get The Rock and Drax together in the oh. same movie? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just do that. I, I want to see The Rock remake all of the Jean Van Claude Don. Yes. He's not nearly as uh, flexible, though, because every I Van Damme movie. Do he does that split. Yeah. Out anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> you have to find. You never found someone with so many reasons to do the split, right? <laughs> every movie he did the split. I mean, I haven't been able to do this since I was seven, <laughs> and I've been totally fine in life. <laughs> Well, that's why you're not a movie star. Yeah, and why he there might be other reasons. Uh. <laughs> All right, so Joe, what is your official rating? I mean, I guess TV. Oh wow, you're on TV. I, 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 I can't just say don't because I mean it was. Is it mildly entertaining? <sighs> to a degree, but I mean it's. It, uh, see, I think. I, 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 and granted, I'm not going to go any higher than TV either, but <laughs> I think you guys are really kind of overthinking what it is. It's kind of, I mean, if you watch the Furious past five, you know, say five, six, and seven, that's what it is. It's just a series of action shots broken up with some talk about family and some homoeroticism between um, grown You're right. and men. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I mean, watch Top Gun and then Fury Road. There, there wow. don't watch it. There. I'll <laughs> oh, you one way over. 
Screw Wait, right. You want nothing but action shots? Watch Fury Road and then catch your home run. <laughs> Wait a second. So you're changing your rating? I, I think he's what. I'm changing. Paul talked me into downing it. <laughs> That's funny because I'm. I was sitting there thinking maybe I should change it to TV. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I can. I, I can. I can see much better gay porn <laughs> than watching, you know, uh, Jason oh. pretend he might do it. Well, I, this is the one, and, well, this is the one chance to, to have a movie where, because all the other Fast and Furious movies, Vin Diesel insists that he is the bad, the biggest badass in the movie, right? Okay. So, I mean, this was at least a chance to not make that so... Yeah. Uh, not that that matters much. It's it's all the same, right? I used to confuse The Rock and Van Diesel all the time. Not anymore, but <laughs> wow. All right. Um, See, I haven't I haven't seen any Vin Diesel movie since I saw the first half of the first Fast and Furious. <laughs> really? You never oh. saw like uh, the what, what's that series? The Dark. Uh, yeah. What's series? that? Oh, what is that called? That's good. Riddick's. Yeah, the Riddick. The Riddick. Yeah. No, Riddick. I just went. Oh, Vin Diesel. Don't have to watch that. Oh no, Riddick. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Riddick's pretty good. Yeah, Riddick movies are good. He, Are he they does. really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially the first one. Because, you know, I see Brad Pitt or Edward Norton. I say, hey, I'm going to go see that movie. I see Vin Diesel. Like, hey, I'm going to see Brad Pitt. Right? <laughs> 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 I'd say you'd have to see this on TV. I, I, I got to say that. Uh, yeah, and well, you're, you're, you're probably going to for the rest of your life anyway, right? So you're, it, yeah. So you're, like, <laughs> you just can't help it. So yeah, because it's, it, there's always a Fast and Furious movie on. It's, it's like contractual. <laughs> Some channel's going to have one. Well, plus, there's like 12 right now. So, so you're saying, Paul, for because I was considering going back and watching some of the Fast and Furious movies with The Rock. I shouldn't. If I didn't enjoy well, this. Well, he's not in many. He was in maybe the last two, I think. Yeah. He's not in many of the Fast well, I, and Furious. I shouldn't, though, is what you're saying. <laughs> if I didn't enjoy this, I mean, this is what they are. The first one is different. I don't know if it's better, but it's it, it, it's point break. You know, well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't care about if yeah. that movie remade with cars. Yeah, I'm not if, that, that. if yeah. that interests you, then yeah, no, no. Obviously, so, the uh, third one has nothing to do with the others. Well, not really, but yeah, no, I, I was just curious about because I was actually considering at some point going back and just watching the ones where the cast became an ensemble cast with a bunch of action stars. Yeah, try Fast Five if you're going to try one. Well, I'm not going to try any if, if they're all like I, this. I, they're all pretty much like that, yeah. though. I, so, I'll forget that. Yeah, all right, all right. So, yeah, yeah, forget All right, so we have two don't watches in a TV. <laughs> Look at that. You saved Tom and an entire wow. Saturday. Wow. I'm not really <laughs> being very good he, he should drive up to your place and, like, paint your house. <laughs> uh, I'll probably just send him my my entire set of Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> That's quite all right. It's quite uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the box set I on DVD. I got a collection. I went through one. Wow, uh, that is sad. Okay. <laughs> Let's get right into our feature presentation. And now our feature presentation. This week's feature presentation is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood tagline. Okay, here's the tagline I was talking about. Tagline, the ninth film from Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> That's the tagline of the film. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the tagline you need. That's it. Uh, released... July 26, 2019, director Quentin Tarantino. You may know him from The 808, Inglorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, and so much more. Rating, rated R, runtime, 2 hours, 41 minutes, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and Margot Robbie. Description, 
A fated television actor and his stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during the final years of Hollywood's golden age in 1969, Los Angeles. IMDb gives it a 8.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 85, while the audience gives it a 70%. Box office budget is $90 million. Opening weekend was $41 million. Gross in the U.S. is $106 million. Gross worldwide is $108 million. Notes of interest. Margot Robbie, who portrays Sharon Tate, wears some of Sharon Tate's real jewelry. Sharon Tate's sister, Deborah, gave Robbie the jewelry to wear. The Cadillac in this movie belongs to Michael Madsen. It also appears in Reservoir Dogs, written by Quentin Tarantino and driven by Madsen. Burt Reynolds was originally cast as George Spa, the ranch owner, but he died before he was scheduled to shoot his scenes. Bruce Dern replaced him in the role. Tim Roth is credited as being part of the gang, Quentin Tarantino's regulars, even though his scenes were cut from this movie. Now, I did notice that. Do you guys notice at the very beginning they had all the names of who, were in the, who was in the movie? They had Tim Roth, and in parentheses, it said cut. <laughs> so they see He at least I'm, still listed I'm, him. Yeah. <laughs> I love Tim Roth. He was so yeah. good. Yeah, he, he's so good at everything. Uh, in an unprecedented film production move, a section of LA's Hollywood Freeway, US 101, was completely shut down from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. for a sequence populated with period cars. No VFX were used to create this sequence. So no visual uh, effects. Yeah. And also... Uh, another note, which I didn't write down, was that Quentin had to convince uh, different shop owners to put up these old facades to make it look like old Hollywood. And like a lot of them were like, no, nah, we don't want to do it. But they did. Then at the end, a lot of them were like, well, can we actually keep these? Because we like these better <laughs> than what our friends look <laughs> like funny. now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was amazing how he, he did transform those sections of the city into. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, it was pure, authentic, actual changes of signs instead of just. It, oh, we'll just do it in post. It's insane. Yeah, it is so uh, authentic. It was because I was looking for some like stuff that wasn't right, and you know, I finally watched it once. But uh, there's might may, there might be something there. Edward or editor Fred Raskin's first assembly of this film was four hours and twenty minutes, and I will say this: I will gladly take that version and watch it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to see Tim Roth, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Paul, you shut your mouth in this review, buddy. This is. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, there we go. oh yeah. Edit Paul out of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first of Quentin Tarantino's films in which. They Mike... suck. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> this is the first of Quentin Tarantino's films in which Michael Matson plays a character who doesn't die. Matson claimed after that after being filmed in Hateful Eight, he jokingly complained to Tarantino about how every character he's played ends up dying. Tarantino gave him a brief cameo in this film as a response. On Sunday night, Rick and Cliff sit down to watch Rick's episode of the FBI. The audience is later told that the episode is the FBI, all the streets are silent. This is a real episode of the television show, and the ensuing clip is the actual opening to, of that episode with one important difference. Rick Dalton has been edited into the place of the guest star villain, Michael Murtaugh. In reality, the role of Murtaugh in the episode was played by Burt Reynolds. This likely also explains the gum chewing that Rick and Cliff refer to as a nice touch. So that was cool. Because they do, they do say that in the in the uh, movie. You know, he said, oh, the gum, about the gum chewing, that's a nice touch. And because, yeah, you know, how yeah. Burt Reynolds, you know, yeah. always chewing on that gum. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah I like that. 
At one point, a theater marquee can be seen advertising a movie with a rated M. Contrary to popular belief, this, is, this does not mean adults only or mature audiences only. The original MPAA ratings for this film content, which would have come into effect not long before the time the film was set, were G, which is general admittance, still in use today, M, R, that's the restricted still used in today, and X, adults only. As the M rating confused audiences, they didn't know if the M and R, which one was stronger in content than the other, the M rating, it was eventually replaced with GP and also thereafter then uh, turned into PG, parental guidance. So that's what, little things like that is what I'm talking about as far as authenticity in the things. Like he had M as a rating, which, you know, he could have easily have thrown PG up there and, you know, no one. Wow, yeah. And no one would have noticed. He, no he took a lot of time to... A lot of time. To fill in lots of details. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Paul. If you don't mute yourself and shut the hell up, you're going to be off this episode. <laughs> Tom's going to have to edit everything you said. <laughs> entire episode. Sorry, right, Paul couldn't make this episode. These episodes and cue together a wonderful review. <laughs> <Yeah. of it. laughs> this was great. We'll have a video of the clock changing behind you moving back and forth. <laughs> Paul, you're insane. Uh, let me tell you how good this movie is. And okay, this, this this is a testament to how good this movie actually is. Convince me. Convince me. All right. So, like I said, this hour is two, this movie is two hours and forty one minutes long. Going into this movie, I had no idea how long the movie was. I never checked. And actually, when I left the movie, I, I never paid attention to the time as, relative to what time the movie started. So I didn't even realize how long it was. I just went home. But during the movie, at, at certain point. My like my legs and butt started hurting, and I started. Th I actually started thinking in my mind, what did I do? Now, Paul, shut your mouth. <laughs> I don't want to hear any. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do earlier in the day that had my butt and like legs hurting? Like, well, I think you just need more lube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> I should have told Joe to shut his mouth too. <laughs> like, but Paul the was typing to me on the side. <laughs> he was messaging me. Tell him this. <laughs> But the point is, at no point did even it never even crossed my mind that it could be because I was sitting so long. Yeah. Like in I, my I went mind, in during the daylight. I left and it was night, and I was shocked. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it never even crossed my mind that it could possibly be that the movie was that long. Like I, that thing flew by for me. And like I said, that four hour and twenty minute cut, bring it on because I think I could watch that. I'll and say, again, just break it into four episodes like they did the hateful eight <laughs> yeah. cut. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> I absolutely okay. So let me just say this is opening weekend, no doubt. I love this movie from beginning to end. The alternate uh, ending, you know, where Sharon Tate lives and the oh, that final scene <laughs> with uh, Brad Pitt and the dog and oh my lord and uh, Leonardo with the flamethrower. Are you kidding me? Wow, what a great way to end that movie. Oh my god, the, the fact that he kept that flamethrower and caught. <laughs> Squeaky from on fire with this flamethrower is the oh most. Oh my god! It was so brilliantly, awfully. <laughs> it was the most cartoony of uh, Tarantino's terrible, terrible violence. So I, I so enjoyed it. <laughs> you know what the best? One of my best. One of my. I love. There's so many great lines in that movie. I just love it. When uh, they showed the scene uh, <laughs> with Leonardo first testing the flamethrower, he goes, "Ooh, that's hot. Can we turn that down? Yeah. <laughs> There's something we can do about that." Like, no, it's a flamethrower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turn that down. And the Bruce, uh, the Bruce Lee stuff. Oh my lord! 
Oh, see, that's I, I went into, into some of that stuff because, you know, we you know, going to martial arts, people admire Bruce Lee far too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the and the, the fact that his family lost their minds about it. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a whole side story. Right? Yeah. Because apparently Bruce Lee has come out on record. And there are published interviews of him saying he could beat up Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Yeah. And who Muhammad Ali would just murder the dude. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's 250 pounds and the greatest boxer of all time. He would just murder any 140 pound person and, and never noticed that there was a fight happening, <laughs> but the family went all crazy and stuff like that. And it yeah. was very recent. It was like last week that there's some, someone cornered, uh, Quentin Tarantino about it, about the thing, about the set, about the whole thing with the fight scene with Bruce Lee. Yeah. And Quentin Tarantino was like, he goes, he goes, well, can Bruce Lee beat up Brad Pitt? Absolutely. He says, could he beat up Cliff Booth? He says, no, of course not. He says we were establishing, you know, he was a Green Beret, he was ex-military. It set up the it set up the, his ability to fight for later in the movie. Yeah, I said, and if you ask me if if Bruce Lee could beat beat up Cliff Booth, let me ask you: Do you think Bruce Lee could beat up Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, they're both fiction. It yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> oh. That is truly wonderful. Oh, so good. I I just. I, Okay, well, let, let me ask you this. All right, ask away. Help defend this. All right. Now, I, I understand that in hindsight, we know who Sharon Tate is. But if it, if you do not know who Sharon Tate is, why the hell do you spend hours and hours, it feels like hours, of just showing her watching her own damn <laughs> movies? What was the <laughs> damn point it, of Paul. that? Right. Especially in this movie cut where, it, unless you know history... She seems really pointless to this whole story. I think the thing, Paul, do you know anybody who does not know what was about to happen at the end of that movie? I was horrified during that when those people started walking up that road, that final scene. Yeah, I was absolutely terrified what Tarantino was going to do and loved the ending because it's like, holy shit, he rewrote history. Yep. You know, kind of like he did with the glorious bastard. Exactly. Right? Yep. I mean, yeah, he rewrote but- history in a way that made it acceptable and okay but i was horrified they're walking up the hill i'm like oh you've got to be shitting me yeah but it doesn't i I still don't understand the scenes of just her sitting there watching her own freaking movie but do you like it went on and on and and i'm like what 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 is this even showing about her what what is it oh i guess according to the guys at red letter media it just got into uh quentin tarantino's foot fetish of being able to do close-ups of her feet in the movie theater You know, they showed when she watched her movie, they showed the actual movie. It, they didn't remake the movie with her. They showed yeah, it with actual Sharon Tate. Yeah. Although, you know, the, the Western that Leo was a part of. Yeah. Tarantino wrote like four episodes of that show. Oh, nice. Just to place the character. Yeah. He actually wrote four entire episodes of this series that has never existed. So he could. Wow. Know the character better. Yeah. So good. And Leonardo's uh, performance in this movie was just unbelievable just he was so good he was he was almost as good as brad pitt i don't know because he like he even had that speech impediment that he was like he, he was his character was overcoming and he didn't have it but he kind of had it still it was amazing to watch him oh oh he was good i'm just in love with brad pitt oh yeah i'm with I, i'm with you the, the, and the interesting interesting thing about this movie was it did the flashbacks and it did it in such a way that like after you didn't realize until after it was kind of over like that whole brad pitt thing he was on the roof and then he goes back and he comes back. And he, oh, okay. That was a flashback. Like there's really no way to tell at the time. Well, I mean, I guess Bruce Lee, but for me, it was, it was hard. Sometimes it was hard to transit the transitions of 
real time in history kind of got lost. Like I didn't notice, I couldn't tell until after like it came back like, oh, okay, that, okay, I see what's going on here. But that, I was fine with it. It was fantastic. Fantastic. What a great movie. Yeah. I don't know any, no one could have made this movie except Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's been impossible. <laughs> Paul. Thank Paul, God. Paul's bad. Although, although here's a, here's, a, here's the funny thing. The Easter egg I'd like to talk about. Oh, please, please. The one I caught. Okay. Is when they were filming in the Italian movies, right? Yes. Okay. And he said, and he said, oh, and he was just going on and he goes, oh, and while he was also there, he starred in this one movie He's directed by Antonio oh. Margariti. Yeah. And that's the guy from, yes, that's the yeah, guy. Yeah. That's that, right. From Inglorious Bastards. Yes. The camera guy. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. I did read that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know something. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That is true. So I had never caught a movie flash or a movie Easter egg in real time before. <laughs> I was so proud. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Like that was one of the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that at the time, but uh, preparing the notes for this day, I did see that note and like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, opening weekend, like I said, all the way, uh, I just, I, I may go back to theater, watch it again before it leaves. Cause I just absolutely love this movie. Fantastic. I can't say enough. It's probably, I, I, I feel like I say this with every one of his movies that come out. Like this is now my favorite. <laughs> really? Cause but, I did, I didn't feel that I came out and I was like a little like, cause I, I went in expecting the greatest movie ever made. Okay. Right. Cause I was just like, no, it's new Quentin Tarantino movie. It's got Brad Pitt and Leo. I mean, like look at the cast, right? I mean, you yeah. even got Timothy Oliphant in a big role. <sighs> yes. like, how do you do that? Right. I mean, the <sighs> so guy's good. amazing. I love him. So you had this whole cast of just geniuses and I'm like, I was so pumped up for it. And I left and I'm like, huh? And then I sat and on the drive home, I just thinking about the movie, thinking about it. Like, Oh my God, it just got better. The more I think about it and talk about it, the better it gets. See, yeah, I, but I, I don't think it was his best work. Nah, I love it. I thought it was fan. I mean, oh, and it ended with such a high note, like, Oh my Lord. Like, oh, so right. How the hell are you can turn the, the Manson murders into <laughs> actually funny cartoon violence that oh. you jump and up and down for when he had that mannequin <laughs> right and it was obviously a mannequin but it's smashing against oh, the bar oh. i mean it was like it was the most ridiculously over-the-top violent scene ever so good i was just cheering for it oh it was so good yeah he's, he's literally sma- like he supposedly he's smashing this lady's skull <laughs> just, <laughs> right yeah just female and he's just bashing the crap out. Like, oh my lord so good and how the heck you can get people to cheer for that shit <laughs> just, i don't know oh my it was so good oh man i i absolutely loved it so joe what rating do you give this i, I this is this for me is definitely a first run movie First, wow, not opening weekend. Interesting. It was, it was, it was because I went in expecting. I this is suffering from the opposite effect of Good Boys. See, I had the same thing as you, and it didn't let me down in the least. I absolutely thought it lived up to all the hype I had, and I had it hyped. I had this absolutely hyped, and I just loved it. See, I think I, I, if honestly, if I was, you told me go watch a Tarantino movie right now, I'd, I mean, I'd probably pick Django. Interesting. I'd pick this every day. I, I think I'd pick the hateful eight probably if not. All right. Well, even. I think that's about it for this episode. I like the end. I just thought it took <clears throat> way right, too long to get there. All right. Go ahead. And 
that it was sort of it was boring with a few good scenes. The Bruce Lee scene was real, was very interesting. I, it actually woke me up for a little bit, but <laughs> a lot of it was like uh, I guess I don't feel a lot of connection to I'm a washed up actor for me. I, I guess maybe I don't have a lot of sympathy there. I, I don't know. Anyway, um, but you did like it, like that Leo and the little girl that that scene with her talking that wasn't. Because that was like one of the best scenes of the movie to me is him and that yeah, little girl right. just talking in those chairs. That, yeah. that was a, that was a pretty good scene. I'll give you that. I, I guess maybe maybe I just expected more. Maybe because I was bored. I was just bored at the beginning. And I know you're saying we know why Sharon Tate's important, but we but if you're going to change history, then she's not important in the movie. And then you've spent so much time. But you know I think I mean? the movie, but knowing, but knowing what you know from the real world, and then seeing her so much at the beginning, you fully expect her to be brutally murdered, and then it doesn't happen, right? I mean, I think that outside knowledge, and then showing her, I mean, because obviously, you know, at the beginning, she didn't have a role in the movie other than victim, and then she wasn't the victim. I think without her in that whole beginning, you wouldn't even care about the Nazis coming up the hill. Also, did you guys notice? Because during the movie was while the movie was playing, the girl who uh, was part of the Manson party who took off in the car and drove away. Do you notice who she was? Yeah, she was the uh, girl from Stranger Things. Yes, it took me a full five minutes. I'm like, why do I know her? Why? And I was just thinking in my head, why, why, why? And uh, it hit me I'm like, oh, thank God. It's just that that's Uma's daughter, right? Oh, is that who that is? I know yeah, that's Uma's daughter. I know that's Uma's daughter was in the movie. I just didn't know which, which, uh, yeah, which role. Yeah, that's Uma Thurman. And she's amazing because she looks exactly like her mother and exactly like her father at the same time. It's just crazy. No, there you go. Yeah, I the the fact that yeah Sharon Tate was about to get killed and only because <laughs> Leonardo came out and started yelling, and pissed them off, <laughs> pissed them off. That's the only reason why history changed. Like it, I think that's just a wonderful coincidence that <laughs> all those events happen and that happened. <laughs> it's just wonderful. Just so good. I loved it. I, I thought. Fantastic. I just don't. I, I don't know why I don't feel the connection you guys you all do. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just find it. I, I find it dull at the beginning. It just took a long time to get where it was going. And I then to change was, like the whole scene with the the man at the ranch, Spawn Ranch. I was like so fearful that entire scene. I'm like I was just on the edge of my seat waiting for something really terrible to happen, and it didn't. And I'm like, <gasps> I don't. It just built for me. I don't know why. And I I had no idea. I had no idea the actual story of that. Like that actually happened where that rancher, they let them, him in and they lived there. So when he went back to the, to the bedroom to see him, I fully expected some type of fight to happen. Like I didn't expect him oh. to actually be there. Yeah. I thought they were going to kill him. I thought they were going to kill Brad Pitt right there. Yeah. I, I had no idea what was going to come. I had no idea. And then when you look back in history, it actually, that's what happened. Like he let them in and that there was a stunt man who lived on the ranch, lived there in the Manson uh, I think they were the last people he killed. So somebody did. He was the one that actually told the old guy, hey, you know, these guys are taking advantage of you. And like they kind of Brad Pitt kind of plays that role. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so good. So good. Yeah. And there was even one of the one of the Manson girls that didn't go to the Sharon Tate killing that, you know, she didn't participate in the first night and then went back the second time and oh, okay. doing life. So I was like, oh, hey, there's that character. I mean, it's just they played it up and just. So it's good. amazing detail, and then you know history forks right at that one crucial point because right? <laughs> he goes out and he's mad because they're <laughs> making noise. <laughs> <laughs> he's just mad that there's a shitty car in his neighborhood, right? I mean, it's so 
<laughs> I mean, it's everything that's awful about America and the world, and you love it. Oh, and you're sorry. on his side. He's, he's a horrible human being, and you love him. And that's what uh, I love about this movie, right? Because yeah. if I met Leo's character in real life, I would hate the guy. <laughs> but I'm in love with this character, and I don't know why. Oh, so good. All right, Paul. So what's your uh, rating? This better come in ahead of Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Nah, I, I, I debate between second run and stream it. All right. Second run, then? Sure. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, love second it so run, much. Paul. Hey. Second run, right? He's back, baby. <laughs> you all love it so much. I just have to. Uh... <laughs> all right. So there you go. We have uh, opening weekend, first oh, run. I, sh- I should note that second run. I, I went ahead and watched it to, to make sure of this. And I hope I didn't contradict myself that. Bad Times at the El, El Casino Royale is a better Manson Tarantino movie than, oh boy, than this movie, I, I, even though it's not. You know? Wow. Sorry. Bad Times is a good movie. You know, that's an interesting take, though. That's a... Well, yeah. I, mean, I really... I loved Bad... I thought Bad Times was the old Royale. I mean, so, it felt like a Tarantino movie the whole way. It felt like it, yes. And it was a Manson movie, right? I mean, it really was about Manson, right? Oh, Manson-esque, right? Right, yeah. right. Um, it, 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 I, wow, I just think it was interesting. more interesting. It, it never, there was never a place where I'm like, oh, I'm just bored. I don't care what happens here. Wow. I, I guess, you know, you know that I don't know if I ever would have made that connection, Paul. That's kind of interesting. Wrong, but interesting. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we don't have time for rational answers. <laughs> <laughs> We need action. <laughs> right. This is how Hobbs and Shaw gets made, Tom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of the problem. <laughs> well, I think that'll bring this episode to a close. So thanks again to Paul and Joe for joining me. And until next time, that's a wrap.